All right, Matthew chapter 15, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a simple thought with you. We've been talking about the miracles of Christ. Uh, tonight is the feeding of the 4,000. I tried to look, but it wouldn't load, so sorry, guys. Matthew chapter 15, and uh, the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, we've talked about uh, feeding of the 4,000. We've talked about the feeding of the 5,000 and with the lad and how he gave us lunch and ended with more, uh, but tonight... <clears throat> is the feeding of the 4,000. There are two different times uh, that it happened, the feeding of the 5,000 and then the feeding of the 4,000, two different instances where Jesus fed the multitude. Um, So the Bible says in Matthew chapter 15, and let's uh, begin reading verse number 29. The Bible says, And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. Uh, Verse 30 uh, and a great multitude came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Isn't that amazing what Jesus would do? And again, uh, it talks about in the book of John where if, if there was Scripture written about everything that Jesus did, there wouldn't be enough uh, books in the whole world to contain what Jesus did. This is, this is it right here. It says, the maimed, the dumb, the lame, the blind, and many others. And they all came to Jesus. And he sat down by Jesus' feet, and he healed them. I don't know how many he healed, but he healed them. He healed them. He healed those that were lame, those that were lame, dumb, uh, those that were blind. What an amazing God that we serve, um, that he would do that for them. Verse number 31, insomuch that the multitude wondered... When they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, and the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified God of Israel. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? All of them got up and they began to glorify God, the God of Israel. Now, we'll jump into where is the feeding of the 4,000. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him, uh, unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I will send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. And his disciples say unto him, Whence should we have so much bread in the wilderness so as to fill uh, so great a multitude? And Jesus saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? And they said, Seven, and a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitude to set down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and break them, and gave to his disciples and break to, uh, and to the disciples and to the multitude. And, and they did eat all and were filled, and they took up the broken meat that was left, seven baskets full. And they that did eat were 4,000 men, Beside the women and the children, and he sent away the multitude and took ship and came unto the coast of Magadala. Now, there's a couple of things I want to see in this text. Um, in verse, as he begins in verse number 30, the Bible says that there were all these that were dumb, lame, blind, maimed, and many others, and, they, and Jesus healed them. So the feeding of the, of the 4,000, these were these men. These were these people. 
I, I mean, I, I assume, okay, so I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm assuming that these are the same people, after they were healed, they hung out for a little bit longer. The Bible says they were there for three days. Think about their, their uh, consistency, their persistency to follow Jesus, uh, their, their ability to not want to give up, their ability to just continue to follow Jesus, even though it had been three days. Can you imagine following Jesus for three days and not have had packed your lunch and not have had something to eat? I mean, after a couple hours, we're ready to break off and go get something for snack, right? I mean, lunchtime calls, dinner calls. That's why most people at at church on Sunday morning when it's noontime, hey, it's time to get out. It's time to go hit the buffet, right? (laughs) Well, I didn't mean to say that, but I... I, I know we have a couple families that always hit the buffet, but look, ultimately, I, nah, I, need to, I just need to go home. Look, look, I mean, it's 12 o'clock. It's time, it's time to get to, the, it's time to, get to the, the restaurant to eat, right? Because it's time to break. But can you imagine these men and women that were with them? <laughs> Sorry, and I didn't mean to call you guys out like that, but... <laughs> oh. oh no I, nobody can tell that i'm sorry guys that is that's church business okay but uh, it's okay. <sighs> that's all right you tell the truth go ahead <laughs> let me back this up here anyway <laughs> As you think about this, um, these they they've been there for three days. That's a long time. Now, I don't know. Maybe they probably packed something to go with them. But the disciples, even when the disciples were asked to what they had, they had seven loaves and some fish. So, how many fish did they have? Just a little fish. How many loaves of bread did they have? They had seven. So, among twelve people, thirteen counting Jesus, they had seven loaves of bread. So not a lot of food was there after three days of, of sitting there watching Jesus and paying attention and, and listening and, and wanting to sit at Jesus' feet. So my thought is to, uh, is to us, sometimes we need to push away that fleshly desire and that fleshly, that fleshly want, okay? Now, we have to have food. Some of, uh, we have to have food to survive, okay? I mean, we can't do without uh, so, but I'm not talking about that necessarily, but sometimes we need to push away that other things, the other things that keep us from Jesus and grow closer to him. These men, they pushed away the hunger, they put, and women, they pushed away the, the desire to eat, the desire to go fishing, the desire to go do whatever, their jobs and all the things that they took away from to be with Jesus for three solid days. That's a lot. And so in our Christian life, to grow closer to him and to get, close, to get as close to the Lord as we need to, what do we have to do? We have to push away those things that get in our way. Every one of us, if we're honest, we have things in our life that will deter us from getting close to the Lord. And even though it may not be a big thing that the, that's going to be preached against, but if it's something that gets in our way from serving God or something that gets in our way from being what God wants us to be, then we're at fault. And we have to remove that. That's the way we can get to Christ. The Bible says, in, I think in the book of Hebrews, he says, lay aside every weight that does so easily beset us. There, it's not necessarily sin, not necessarily wrong, per se wrong in essence, but if it's keeping us from doing what God wants us to do, or if it's keeping us from getting closer to the Lord, then it is wrong. And then it is sin. 
So as we examine our own personal life, what is it that's keeping us from getting close to the Lord? What is it that would keep us from being able to spend that time with God? And our, you know, you talk about nowadays with the phones and the computers and the and TV and, and all the access to all of those things and internet. And what are those? Those all are good devices and can be used for good. But ultimately, all of those devices can be used to keep us away from God. You know, rather than watching videos or watching TV, we could spend time with God. How much time do we spend with God a day? You know, I, I had a you know, the Bible talks about the tithe that belongs to the God, belongs to the Lord. What is that? That's the 10% of what we make, right? And so if you think about the 10% of your day, what is 10% of your day? If you took 24 hours, can you, can, can you give 24, I mean, 10% of your time to the Lord? Could you do that for the Lord? 24 hours? But give 10% to the Lord? How much time do we really give to him a day? How much time do we give to him? These men and women, they put aside everything. And they said, we're not leaving, we're staying here. And look in verse, in verse number 32, Jesus said, he said, I will, not, I will not send them away fasting. They're hungry. They've been fasting. He said, I'm not going to send them away fasting. And then he said, lest they faint in the way. Jesus knew that if he sent them away without feeding them something, they might would faint in the way. That's right. Because they were hungry physically. Right. Not only did they have a spiritual desire to be closer to God, but they also had a physical hunger that need to be helped. Your stomach is going to tell you when you need to physically eat. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Oh yeah. That 12 o'clock time, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but your stomach's going to tell you when you're, when you're hungry, physically. Well, what's going to tell you when you're hungry spiritually? You don't have a, a stomach that's going to start growling when you, get physically, when you get spiritually hungry, when you need that spiritual hunger, when you need that spiritual help. It's not going to tell you. You're going to have to be close enough to the Lord that you recognize that you need the Lord's help. That you need the spiritual help. You need to read your Bible. You need to pray every single day. Those are needs for your physical day. Your, I'm sorry, your spiritual day. And when these men and women, they, they got around Jesus and they put away everything so they could be close to Jesus. Am I always perfect? No. No, my wife can attest to that. But we're not taking testimonies tonight. But anyways... Look, we've got to make sure that we put away the sign. Well, you know, when, uh, what, what was it that when horses were attached to the buggies that would pull behind, they'd put blinders on? Do you know why they'd put blinders on? So they wouldn't see what was going over here and going over here. As Christians, we need to put spiritual blinders on so we can kind of try to focus in on the Lord. And so when these men and women were surrounded Jesus, they, they came because they were maimed and lame and blind and dumb and couldn't, all those ailments, they came for that. But they stayed because they were spiritually hungry. And they put away those things. Now, that was, that was the crowd, if you will. But look what Jesus does 
with this food. Now, again, we've, we talked about this just a few weeks ago about the feeding of the 5,000, so it's not much different. But in this, but in this case, <coughs> in verse number 34, Jesus saith unto them, how many loaves have ye? And, and they said, seven and a little fish and a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitude to sit down and on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and break them. Now, again, I, I said this when we talked about the feeding of the 5,000. My mind sometimes has cut trouble comprehending exactly what took place. I don't know how he did it, but he took seven loaves and he began to break it and he gave to the 12 disciples and he just continued. And every time he'd reach to his hand or every time he'd reach to the basket, there'd be more. It's amazing what God was able to do. My mind immediately goes back to Elijah when he was with the widow woman and every time that she'd reach her hand in there, there'd just be enough meal for the day. And when Jesus reached in the basket to give those disciples the next, the next meal, the next set of loaves of bread and the fishes, it was just enough to feed the group of 100 and just enough to feed the next group of 200. As they made their way, 4,000 men ate from the food. How much food would it take to feed 4,000 people? You know, we're preparing these plate lunches and Miss Stacy's, we, Miss Stacy loaded them down. She's like, we got to add a side and add this, add a piece of bread. And I'm like, look, we just have to keep it simple. She's like, no, we got to put the bread in there. We got to, we got to put bread and we got to add a bag of chips. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's fine. And so, I mean, it's a lot of food. And all we're feeding is like, I think we've sold about a little over 120 or so plates. That's a lot of food for 120 people. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine trying to do that for 4,000? Mm -hmm. And it was enough? Enough food? It was enough food for the crowd? It was enough for the, for the crowd? But look in, in, uh, in verse number 37. They ate until they were content. Verse 37, and they did all eat and were filled. They were all filled. Every one of them were filled. And they took up the broken meat that was left. Seven baskets full. How was there how were there seven baskets full? I thought he only had seven loaves. Three fish. How? How did he take just uh, just seven loaves of it. Uh, where did the baskets come from? How did, did, did each disciple have a basket and only seven of them had full ones left? I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Did he gather the fragments and that's what was left? You think about the consistency of God. The consistency of the Lord is that he never failed. He never failed. When it came time to feed the 5,000, he found a boy. When it came time to feed the 4,000, he found some loaves. And it was enough to sustain them and enough for them to be content. And you look at your own life. You look at what God's done for you. It's enough for you to be content. It's enough. It's enough for you. No matter what it is that we face, no matter what it is that we go through in life, it is enough. He is sufficient. He is enough. 
This world wants to look and search for different things. But ultimately, Jesus is enough. He's enough for me. He's enough for you. He's enough for all of us to make us content. And they were filled. They were filled. And when he sent the multitude away, uh, verse 38, uh, let me back up verse 1, uh, verse 38. And they did eat were 4,000 men beside the women and children. So how many ate? If every man had a wife, that's 8,000. And every family had 2.3 kids like Americans have, which I doubt they had just 2.3 children each. 16,000 men and women from seven loaves. And seven baskets remained full. God's amazing work. And it's true and it's evident in our life as well. If we're honest with ourselves, unhonest with what God has done, God will supply our every need, is what the Bible says. There's no S on there. It's our every need. He'll supply it. But we've got to be willing to trust Him. Because if they would have never gave Him the seven loaves, He would have never taken those loaves and break them and blessed them. You have to give God what you're going. You have to give it to Him so that He can take care of you. So you can trust Him with it. Trust Him with your life. Trust Him with your problem. Trust Him with you fill in the blank. Trust Him with what it is. What is it? What is it for you? Trust Him with it. Because he's, he's enough. He'll help you be. He, he's sufficient. He's our refuge. He's our redeemer. That's what He is. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. Lord, I pray that you've used me in spite of me. Lord, I pray.